0: Two guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Boy, Mackie boy, and Jud on Score North and Scorenorth.com. He dominated, I mean,
2: for the most part. I mean it was it was a pretty Pretty damn good start, uh, no matter which way you spin it. And, um, you know, a couple of walks uh, in, in, in an inning, um, you know, we didn't uh, play clean baseball behind him, um, resulted in a, in a couple of runs. Um, I mean, besides that, I mean, I every way you cut it up, I mean, this was just a very, very good, uh, solid outing by him. All right, welcome in. It's Mackie and Judd. Minnesota Sports Entertainment, every single day, podcast, YouTube, the Scorneth YouTube channel, and damn it, Judd and Declan, we just want titles. Mm -hmm. That's all we want around here. We set a high bar for our sports teams in this town. And I say that because it's a good preface to what we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. in regards to the Minnesota Twins. But how are you guys doing on this Write That Down Wednesday?
1: I'm very excited. I'm very excited because I'm hoping I didn't have a lot come off the board, at least for the traditional Write That Down. Because I'm hoping I'm holding on to my slim uh. lead, but I'm not positive of that. Uh, you are yeah. the
2: Shohei Otani of write that down, I would say. Wow.
1: Yes. Yeah, but I feel like it might be slipping away a little bit. Sure.
3: <laughs> uh, I feel all right. Yeah, I feel, I feel good going into the accountability session. I love three-day weekends. You know, it's hump day already, so already we're halfway through the week. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. All
2: right. Uh, I'm in a fine. new studio. I'm I'm in More a new studio today. It's an oldie studio in uh, Seattle here called Kixie, and so I'm getting all of the Gladys Knight and the Pips songs <laughs> that I want here. So I'm I'm in a I'm oh! in a 50s and 60s mood here today, boys. <laughs> which ready which, to throw it back?
1: Which would, would be very fitting for our our um, rom com rewind film of the week, which had which has a lot of throwback music. My best and, friend's uh, wedding.
2: Yeah, my best friend's wedding is a great soundtrack. But now that we've wasted uh, about two minutes of people's time here, which is totally my fault for feeling uh, yeah. out this new studio. Let's talk about the Minnesota Twins here. Um, two questions for you. You can choose your own adventure here. Judd, you just pick one of the questions and answer it first. Mm-hmm. Question number one is how much should they really consider bouncing back in 2022 when it comes to their trade decisions this month? Because I'm hearing a lot of that chatter, right? Like behind the scenes. The front office, you know, telling people that, hey, this is just a blip on the radar. 2022, we're going to be back and we're going to be ready to rock this thing. So just let's just forget about 2021. We're going to be back in 2022. So that's question number one. Question number two is, should the Pollad family consider firing any of Rocco, Falvey or Levine before 2022?
1: Oh I'm going to take question 2. That's way juicier.
2: And question 1 actually
1: has has a far more depressing lengthy answer to it that actually goes beyond the twins, but I'm I'm going to take question 2. I love question 2 because the answer to the question for the second one is not immediately not right now and I don't think after the season, but I will say this. I think some of these guys very much will go into the next in fact I'll tease my answer to question 1 by saying I think some wow. some of the people, some of the people, who are employed by the poll ads will go into the next competitive baseball season, whenever that might be, very much on a, a hot seat. And let me start with the manager, okay? Because there was again something last night. He has had a terrible year. He has had an awful year. And, and when it comes to the answer of well, why, Judd? Like what? What's he done? In my opinion, in baseball, lots of times, the devil is in the details. So it's not like outright, oh, my God, I can't believe that, or you screwed that up. It's how do you follow the game? Because I I think if you put your team in a position to have success, it really comes during the course of the game when you make what appear to be small decisions or don't make them, and that can come back to bite you in the ass. And I'm going to give you the one last night, and this is why – I've really started to sour on Rocco's ability to negotiate the game of baseball within the game itself, which a guy like Tom Kelly was a master at—absolutely a masterclass. Twins are down two to one in the seventh. Okay, and Miguel Sano singles, and so the big man's on first base. Nick Gordon's on the bench. Now, last time I checked, Miguel Sano—congratulations, Miguel—just got over a two-hundred batting average for the season okay so yeah let's stop
2: 200 wow, batting average I think he's a 201 anyway what a moment they, they stopped the game for a half hour too just yep. like Cal Ripken Miguel Sano you, know, <laughs> you made know made a full loop around target field and they kissed babies on the head what oh, a gosh. moment what a moment
1: they didn't stop the game once despite the fact it was played in a complete downpour two weeks after they canceled <laughs> a game that was played with no rain so anyway so Miguel Sano's on first base Nick Gordon's on the bench the speedy Nick Gordon and you leave Miguel Sano on first base. So you're down by a run. It's late in the game. You don't pinch run for a guy who really, if he comes out, is not a big deal. And not only does Miguel Sano's lack of speed cost you, his lack of baseball awareness does. Because he decides to then, at second base, run on a ball that's in front of him, and, of course... Gets caught in a a small rundown that ends with his untimely demise on the base paths. Okay,
2: and he died. No, he he, he, he did. He, he's gone. He, it was his untimely demise. He, he he
1: yeah. So and so anyway. So so the simple switch would have been Gordon to center. All right, larnac who pinch hit for the next batter goes to left. Kirloff comes in from the outfield and goes to first base. Kepler stays. In right and nick gordon goes to center that it's all very very simple mm-hmm. but yet you didn't do that what are you doing like are you following the game like if miguel sano if you said well he might come up again and you know what he's hitting 280 and he's got 30 home runs or something i don't know tw- 25 home runs um we can't take him out i'd be like okay i sort of get w-. but this is miguel sano of 2021 so Rocco should very Yeah, Rocco has had a terrible season in the details, in my opinion, of the actual art of managing a baseball game and making the moves that can be the difference.
2: So you're firing Rocco for sure, right? Can I can I surmise that from I love how we're in like it's like it's July 6th last night. They've been out of the race for I'm two not- and a half months, and Judd didn't sleep last night because of Rocco's in-game managerial decisions, which I by the way, fully agree with everything you just said.
1: I'm not firing. He, he, I'm not firing him yet. But what I'm saying is, he is very much on going into next year. If this continues, this is a problem.
2: See, I. This is where the the Twins historically have been very patient, right? The Twins with mm-hmm. managers, with front office. I mean, patient. I, there, there's got to be a stronger word for what the Twins have been over the last 35 years than patient. In some cases, I think apathetic ownership, I think I've got the they word. lack a, a certain curiosity what's the word you would use complacent, complacent, yeah, they get very complacent. um i mean tom Tom Kelly, as great as he was, you know, and th- those rosters were garbage, but right. Tom Kelly was the manager of losing teams for almost a decade until they had a resurgence in two thousand and one and then and then garden hire was the manager of a bunch of losing teams, and like they cling to front office people and managers and in some cases even like hitting coaches and different you know, mm-hmm. other types of uh, peripheral pieces to the puzzle much longer than other organizations. Sometimes that's the right move, because I think there's a lot of organizations that just feel the, the pressure from fans and media. And they just they just look for scapegoats and they fire people. In the case of Rocco Baldelli, I think we've seen enough. And I'm you know me like I'm not call for heads guy and I'm not saying that finding a new manager fixes everything, but. There are so many red flags, even during the good seasons. Go back to 2020, like go back to some of the pitching decisions in the playoffs the last couple of years against the Yankees in 2019, just like running out these guys like Cody Stashak who have no experience, right? And sometimes it's, all right, well, this is the roster that was given to me, but I think we've seen enough both on the field. And I think even just in terms of crisis management, he just doesn't seem like. a a great leader of a clubhouse to me. And is it a little bit tough to tell because media hasn't been allowed in clubhouses for years at this point? Yes. But I just, when I hear him speak, when I just watch his mannerisms, the way that he goes about erring on the side of caution, if a guy has a tickle in his throat, like he just doesn't seem like he sets the best tone possible as the leader of a clubhouse. Is he a train wreck manager? Not necessarily, but I just don't think that. I think he's just a guy. Are you I think done he's right just now? A guy and
1: I, Are you done right now?
2: I don't need to see him in 2022 as a manager. If he wants to stick around and, like, you know, What's be a bench you know, coach or, a bench or something, or something that's great.
3: To fish and, and hang out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be I, the, I don't. The mascot? Again, I'm not pounding on the table sitting here saying that firing the manager is the answer. But if we're talking about what have we learned over the past year or two years about this team, and 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 you know what's the discussion going forward? I just don't think he's a great manager. I'm giving him. And that's my take on it.
1: I'm not firing him yet. I'm. Go, I would give him into the start of the next season to see where things go. Uh, but yeah, I've got concerns. Here's the bigger problem of Phil is if we're going to go down this path, which certainly is worth exploring. Then you also have to ask yourself, what about the people who hired him, and how much control do they have? Because you know, Molly was a great baseball guy. Uh, and he certainly had his faults, I'm sure. But he was a really good baseball guy. And they decided at the first sign of trouble, he's gone. And they brought in Baldelli, who appears to sort of puppet what they want. And in some ways, I, I liked it for a while because it's like, oh, they're all on the same page. This is good. But then in some ways, it's not productive because he doesn't really appear to have his own ability to stand up for himself and be like, no. And And I told you this the first year. This is the concerning thing about. Guys like Rocco. The concerning thing is if things are going well and the clubhouse can police itself completely, he's absolutely fine. But as soon as, as all hell breaks loose, which, by the way, professional sports and every professional sport is going to happen at some point in time, you have to have the ability to rein things in and have control and be like, OK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least take steps to fix this. I don't know that Rocco has that. My other question now, too, is this one. How much influence? Because. The answer might be a lot. How much influence did his first bench coach, Derek Shelton, who got hired as manager of the pirates. And then Mike bell, who tragically passed away last winter. Did they have in in in-game management because his ability to handle a baseball game, he doesn't have it. And, and I'm not saying I do, but we've all seen guys who have it. It's an impressive skill. Like they, they see things before anyone else does. And, and they're the type of guys who can recite chapter and verse w- without a scorebook on, like, who came up, what happened, what the pitch was. Paul did that. TK could do do that. Um, I don't think Rocco has that. And so that's a problem, too, because I do think if we're ever going to talk about can a manager win you games, it's the small things in the game. So it's not like the lineup. If, if he makes out, I mean, that can come from. A lot of folks now, and that's fine. But if we're looking at what are the intangibles or where does the manager make a difference really in, you know, let, let's say he, he impacts Phil uh, eight to 10 games, like really impacts those games. That's because he makes moves that are absolutely crucial that we take for granted.
2: Yeah. Um, so I think, all right, I think we we agree on Rocco and you're just being more patient or complacent, if you will, than I am when it yeah, I, comes to Rocco. Um, which is actually sort of the opposite of of how this show works the last seven years. Usually <laughs> you're the one to say, just get rid of this guy. And I'm like, no, let's not be fire. Everyone guy mm-hmm. um, on the front office. And by the way, this twins discussion powered in part by our friends at Dennis Kirk. So if you're Rocco and you're looking to ride out of town because you just got <laughs> your pink slip, well, you know, it'll make you feel better. Mm. Dennis whatever you're riding Rocco, whether it's a Harley, whether it's a sport bike or whether it's uh, subpar relievers in big playoff games. Uh, Dennis Kirk has whatever you need. Dennis has 160,000 parts and accessories in stock clothing and helmets as well. If you order by 8 PM, they ship the same day. Dennis I actually have just as many questions about the front office. And this is a front office that for four years I have been all in on and and preaching the job that they've done behind the scenes. And there was a lot of great bricks being laid for the first three or four years. And give them credit. Whatever the Twins were doing behind the scenes mm-hmm. helped create the greatest power-hitting team, the greatest home-run-hitting team in the history of baseball. Yes, the balls were juiced. Yes, multiple teams broke the previous team record for home runs. But the Twins sat atop that mountain. And I think 2019 was a celebration in, wow, analytics, scouting, disseminating information from spreadsheets to players and boom, this is what happens. And yeah, they were too conservative at the trade deadline and they could have used at least one more arm and the bats went quiet and there was all these things, but it felt like, okay, they've got something here going into 2020 and 21. And now you go back and look at the last 18 to 24 months and all of the pitchers that they have whiffed on, go look at all the free agents that they have signed and a lot of them, admittedly, they will even admit this were bargain bins or the, the three dollar DVD bin at Walgreens that you walk by. Like that's the bin that Jay Hap sits in, that Rich Hill sits in, right, that Logan Morrison sits in. And so like the twins, whether Terry Ryan or Derek Falvey is running the show, like they're always going to be tantalized as they walk by that bin at the drugstore. Uh, but they've whiffed on almost every free agent signing outside of Nelson Cruz. And I would say. Um, Josh Donaldson has panned out more than a lot of people give it credit for. Like the injuries were a huge problem last year because he missed the playoffs. He's been a mostly productive player and he's 35 years old, but they've whiffed on most free agents. Even the minor moves in the off season. like when they look at Lamont Wade Jr. And say, we can throw that guy away for Sean Anderson. Who's now on like his ninth team this season. Cause he keeps bouncing around. Or we can leave Akil Badu off the 40-man roster and leave him open to the Rule 5 draft and just give away a 21-year-old former second-round pick. Like, all of these things are adding up to me having a ton of questions about Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. And the biggest one is, where are the young arms? Where's the development? They're going to say, oh, we missed a full year last year of, you know, a full minor league season goes out the window. And so... Some of the guys that were going to be up needed to incubate for another year, and so give it another year, right? Well, it's been five years. The White Sox, like Dylan Cease, is one of their best starters on a first-place team. Michael pitch like, there's in your own division. Cleveland Indians, again, all these young arms come up and have helped them win more games than you have this season and um, and have performed well the last two or three years. So I think I'm out on Rocco because it's just an easy change to make, like just get a different manager in who just understands game theory better and understands human element versus analytics better. Um, But I think I'm like one year away or six months away. If things don't start out well next year, or if they don't have a great off season in some form, I'm not sure. I'm just like, if they're, if they're at the point where they're going to rebuild now going into 2022, which by the way, I think they should consider. I don't know that these two guys I don't know that you would put them in charge of, like, a three- to five-year rebuild based on what's happened the last 18 months. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I was incredible. so high on them this a year-plus ago.
1: This is nuts. It's like bizarro Phil. <laughs> um,
2: I know. Am I, am I wrong? Am I being overly harsh? Are, are they just having a blip on well, the radar no. of bad season and we can just make excuses? Your,
1: your patience on Baldelli is odd to me just because it flies in, in the face of your ordinary thoughts on things. But, no, I think you're being fair. I guess the question becomes this and the the first two years didn't demand that we take a step back and think about it because they clearly won division titles. The playoffs were disappointing, but I think we blame Baldelli more so than Falvey or Levine. But my question is, you know, Derek Falvey made his name being what was probably a pretty instrumental part of Cleveland's success and finding pitching and, and in turning that franchise into a really good franchise. But what we never know about guys like that who play supporting roles is can they play the main role and do they understand what that job entails enough to do it well? Because, you know, they have their own beliefs and that's fine. But the other thing about baseball now that that intrigues me so much is the difference in how how people perceive the jobs. Right. And so Derek Falvey might have a really, really good understanding of analytics and what he wants. But that doesn't replace baseball acumen, and and so I think you have to combine them, and that's the sweet spot of finding a person that can that can use the analytics with their baseball smarts, right, to go find guys and to sign guys. And I will say, the alarming thing is is one the lack of development of pitchers is certainly the biggest talker, but it's also you know J hap. It's also Matt Shoemaker. Um, I'm sorry, but when you're paid what they're paid, you're also sort of paid to see Alex Colomay coming. Um, you're paid to, like, like we, we can sit here and criticize that because we're not paid to do that. So we we can say, well, oh, Colomay's stats look good or something. But your job is to predict what's going to go right. And as I've always said More importantly than what's going to go right, what's going to go wrong? Like, if you're not a negative person and you run a franchise to a certain degree, that's a problem. Because you have to say, okay, why are the White Sox jettisoning him? Why don't they care? They're obviously going out and proving their bullpen. And we're going to pick up what basically becomes their cast off. Is that a good idea? And they're paid very, very well, big bucks, to make the right moves. And they didn't. And so, yeah, I just – the other thing, though, where where I think this goes to another level of of can we blame Rocco or where does this go to is I do think Baldelli is doing what they want. And what they want is clearly wrong. And and I will – you know, those playoff games, Phil, and taking out your starting pitcher when they did – is it comes from the top. Like, there's no way that Paul Deli for two consecutive years just like, I'm going to take Barrios out. He clearly, there clearly was a discussion about what the philosophy was. And by the way, the philosophy was wrong. My point... Real quick on that, just real
2: quick on that point, like, because a lot of people are going to say, well, you guys, like, the, the lineup is to blame. The lineup doesn't score runs. And yes, the lineup, for 17 years, the lineup has disappeared in the playoffs. Like, three different generations of Twins playoff teams have failed to hit in the 0-18 stretch, and that's the biggest problem. In fact, I don't think they've scored five runs in a playoff game literally in 17 years, like, throughout this entire stretch. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to win a one to nothing ball game yes. in a playoff situation, right? And, like, if you've got a starting pitcher that's rolling and you've built this culture and you've built this system where, sorry, like, after about 88 pitches and two times through the lineup, this thoroughbred in Jose Barrios or Kenta Maeda, we have to take them out for a Cody Stashak or somebody, I keep using his name because he's given up a couple playoff home runs, but, like, it could be anybody. Sorry, Zach Littell's got to come in here, and, uh, you know, he's going to have to face this Yankees lineup or whatever it may be. It's like, okay, um, well, that doesn't make sense. Are you trusting four of those guys in succession to all be on their A game or the guy that's already on his A game, for another inning or two, and I will take my chances with the third time through the lineup catching up to him. But he's but he's great today, and so let's ride him. Like that's the type of thing you but, have to be thinking that's about base, in those.
1: But games. that's baseball smarts. Like like that's uh that is the thought of we're, we're going to deviate from what we ordinarily do because we're smart enough to know from a baseball standpoint in this game it makes sense, and we'll take our chances. But I mean these are these are the same three guys who in a best three of five series. Against the Yankees, down one nothing, punted on Game Two in 2019 by starting Randy Domnick. I, I mean, I, I'll always go back to that because that that is Baldelli and company for sure. That's not that's not Rocco. That's everybody, and they all agreed yeah. that Odo should start Game Three because it was the home game. When we all thought, don't, but don't you have to try and get game two here? And they, li- I mean, they literally punted on that yeah. game,
2: dude. Punted. There was no, there was no, there was no thought at all about the very important and very palpable human element of a soft tossing guy with very little major league experience and zero playoff experience walking into that stadium. And I get that it's the new version of that stadium; it's not the old version of the stadium it would have been even more intimidating, but it's still that stadium against that lineup. Yep. And that he's expected to have his pulse at the same rate as it would be in May against the Royals. Like they don't think about that because they can't quantify that. And that's my biggest beef. Like I've wanted an analytics heavy front office for years, but I never wanted them to throw away as much human element as they seemingly have in some of these big games. Yes.
1: And by the, the way in that game, because I, I was there the stadium is sterile. The fans aren't. Like those New York fans ride you from the second that you yeah. start, and it's intimidating. Like there's no question about it. There is. There is. Were no they way. chanting Uber
2: driver yes. at him at one point? But I mean,
1: it was cool to see. <laughs> right. But if I was the pitcher, I'd be like, oh my god! And you're Randy dominic yeah. So yeah, this is the thing about it is I'm starting to wonder how much just flat out baseball smarts I- exist. Uh, with these three guys, and especially, I would say, with Baldelli and uh, Falvey, and it's become a concern because they are now at a point too where I think they're taken aback, and I'm not sure that they have an idea of what the next step is. I, I think they're saying, "Oh, it's a blip," but I think privately they're probably saying, "Oh my God, what's happened here?
2: It, we did not expect this to happen. Well, yeah, this was no. this was not one of the one of the outcomes that we accounted for." in our projections for 2021. And there's a huge mess to clean up and a couple of huge contract situations looming in, in Jose Barrios and Byron Buxton. And so let's, let's save the, the other question that we've sort of passed over there, the 2022 roster question. Let's save that for later on this week sometime. Um, Cause I'm sure there's going to be more reports and more, Unfounded twins trade speculation. Score North, you clickbaiters. Declan oh, just putting out all this clickbait. Fifteen minutes on the internet. In
3: fifteen minutes, as we're recording this, I know everyone's already going to see it. But Mark said had five twins players that could help contenders already. So that's going out. That's going out. Five twins players that can help contenders.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Pineda. Panada is is back off the injured list today. So they'll showcase him for for a couple of weeks. Um. So anywho. All right. Good talk there. Good talk in twin session. Good. These are these are good therapy sessions, I think, for for all of us that we're hoping for a fun run back to the playoffs and maybe a playoff victory wins. of some kind. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a deep breath, collect ourselves, and make predictions that are most likely to be wrong at some point. It's right that down Wednesday here on Mackie and Judd.
1: The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play
2: their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants.
1: This oasis just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too
2: early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's Golf The Owned and operated by the Shaka Wakatitsu community.
0: yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were, but not Mackie and Jot. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions and keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down, you like writing
1: things down with
0: Mackie and J.
2: This is the most innovative segment in sports media. It just is. I know you might think that, uh, you know, like like Stephen A. Smith and, you know, and uh, Greeny on ESPN and all these other national talking heads. Listen, we set the tone. We set the tone with this segment right here. We are the game, as Declan and Triple H would say. We are. Write that down, predictions that make us look like fools pretty much every single week. We are the only talking heads in sports media that actually keep track of our predictions with batting averages home runs we've got judd zolgad the resident shohei otani mike trout he's basically been leading the batting average race and the home run race for like two straight years only interrupted for like one week by me by one point and now he's back in front by like 30 points yeah, so. I was knocked out for a week yeah very exciting. i feel like you're cheating somehow i feel like you're i don't know what the sticky write that stuff? down equivalent is of yeah the sticky stuff the the juice are your balls juiced?
1: My balls aren't juiced, but my garbage cans are banging.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. I got banging garbage cans.
2: Is that a euphemism? Oh, oh, sure. you know it might be.
1: <laughs> it might be after some of the stuff I've read recently. Yes, why not?
2: So uh, write that down. Is presented in part by our friends at PXG Minneapolis. So we like to swing for the fences on this segment. You're not swinging for fences, but you're swinging for, I don't know if you guys watched. Well, I know Jub was texting about it yesterday. If you want to hit the ball as far as Bryson, well, PXG can help a little bit with that. You also need to have big muscles and just like the ability to swing a club. But PXG has these Gen 4 golf clubs, drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons, PXG's flagship clubs, and hands down the best performing clubs PXG has ever made. They've got clubs in all different price ranges, so you can go check them out, test them out. It's a golfer's paradise there in Southdale Center, pxg.com slash Minneapolis. That was super fun yesterday, by the way. Bryson showing some I don't like little, bit, little bit of personality. I don't like Bryson at all. Well, nobody does. But like when I saw him, what a punk. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers was getting annoyed by him, and they, yeah. won, and they won the whole thing.
1: But I mean, he's like, you guys are giving me, I mean, everyone's picking on, shut up. You're an adult.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think he's. I think he's mostly just been a recluse with very few friends over the last ten if years you're a, or so. If
1: you're a guy and you can't take guys ribbing you like on a golf course, oh,
3: then I would not play golf. What do you do? I'd be yeah. screwed.
1: But I mean, it's fun, right? Yeah, it's fun to get. It's fun to get grief. Yeah. And he's like, you guys are all. You know, why am I the target?
3: Shut up! If anything, I I (laughs) I thrive off that. Like I almost had, I almost had an ace bouncing off a hole through 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 right through it. And everyone's like, "Are you kidding me? You're the one who came closest to making an ace out of all three of us." It's like, "Yes, this is great because I'm the worst at this, and I almost did the thing you've been trying to do." Exactly, it feels good.
2: Yeah, he has a hard time. I think taking taking the ribbing. Like all three of the other guys are ribbing each other, and they're all like well more established than Bryson DeChambeau is. And he's like, "Why are you guys picking on me, dude? Just." Take it. Anyways, here's how the segment works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to participate, like Matt is about to for the second time, you can send us a message through the Score North app. Just open the app. It's free to download. And uh, there's a feedback little button at the bottom uh, portion of the app, and you can just send a note to Declan or myself uh, or Judd if you want to. But, I don't know, Judd Uh, Judd responds better on Twitter to people than he does through the Score North app. I'll just lose a dump. Don't do it. No. So, uh, all right, boys, let's get into the accountability session here. You'll notice a, an odd color on one of these. Usually it's green for the wins and red for the losses, and we'll explain here in a second. But first, Judd, you said Matt Shoemaker will be DFA'd by the Twins at the end of July. You were correct on that prediction. Congratulations. No, thank you. Um, I mean, if the, if he still would have been on the roster at the end of July, I don't know. I guess he would have had. Turned around his season, but um, highest ERA, one of the highest ERAs in Twins history. But then you also predicted if he's healthy, Byron <laughs> Buxton will be on the American League All-Star roster. Yep. So usually mm. we don't condone the qualifier predictions. Yep. But the, but there have been a handful in the history of write that down where it's if this, then that. Right. And so your prediction is if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that pre- is predicated on him being healthy, right? Because so he, Byron Buxton will be the on the representative, him, yes. But he's not, right? And but he's not and healthy. so I, I think like what we've done with these types of predictions in the past is it's just a wash; it just comes off right. the board as nothing. Yep. Which which I don't know. It's, it it, it kind of leaves you with a hollow feeling here, but I don't know. Unless you guys look at this any differently, this is a qualifier prediction, and the qualifier did not come to fruition, so it's just. It's essentially it's just uh, a no contest. Your thoughts?
3: Uh, I mean, he didn't he didn't make the roster, so I think it's just wrong. But there's a qualifier. But but
2: but but it's a qualifier. If he's healthy, he'll be on the roster. It's like saying, you know, if okay, if I eat this pizza, then I'm going to have indigestion, right? And if and if, and if I don't eat the pizza, I'm like, well, but, I'm probably going to get indigestion regardless. But well, yeah, that's you.
3: But I, I mean, it's wrong. He's not on the roster, so it's wrong. But he's not healthy. I I think it's a wash because well, I very much. I've okay, ver- so what if though? What if by what? When's the All Star game? Is that next week? It's
2: this weekend, okay, right? Or next weekend. Monday next or week? Tuesday or whatever. next, next Tuesday okay. or something. All right. I don't know. I, I just I think what, it's why does it matter when the All Star Game is? I thought so it was at the end of the month. I thought
3: it was a, no. I thought it was at the end of the month. Well, or something. Be, I, I forgot. So if he would, just, if he was healthy by the end of the month, then this would indeed be wrong. So that's why I was asking.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one, Judd. I think I almost feel like we have to outlaw the qualifier prediction yeah, I, okay. altogether. Okay. this might be a two thousand twenty-two. It, it can
1: be outlawed, but for now, I, I to, used a, a very special loophole to get my way to a no decision. You know what this is? It's, a no decision.
2: It's a sneaky, crafty move, and Declan and I neither one of us approves of this tactic here. Oh no, yeah, but, no, um,
1: no, but I mean it, it's a loophole that existed until now. No,
2: I like it. Uh, <laughs> I told you guys the twins would be swept by the White Sox. This is last week, by the way, and they were, yep, shockingly. Um, the listeners, Abdul said the NCAA will soften their stance and will allow video games to be released by the end of next year meaning video games with the likenesses of players Mm -hmm. and student athletes. And so the reason this prediction is correct, we have not had a video game released yet, but EA Sports put out a statement saying, listen, we know that we're monitoring this. We know that we now have the ability Mm -hmm. to include player likenesses. So now you know, Abdul's prediction was the NCAA will soften their stance and allow video games to be released, whether the games are actually released or not does not impact the sort of the sequencing of this prediction. So Abdul is correct. Now it's up to EA sports Uh, and brother Liam Declan's brother. Liam said Byron and Buxton will win a gold glove and appear in his first all-star game this season, unless he pulls a Kirk Gibson and uh, (laughs) wanders onto the field with like, you know, one him. working limb. Got to put a qualifier on that puppy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now Judd's going to have a qualifier on every yeah. no, single. No, no,
1: if we outlaw him, I'm fine with that. I just saw <laughs> I saw a door to walk through and I walked through it. All
2: right, Declan, you had nothing come off the board and so Judd Zolgad leading the batting average race with a 3.87 average and also a league leading four home runs. I'm pretty close behind at 3.61 with two home runs. Declan hanging tough at 3.38 and two home runs and listeners hanging tough at 3.16 and three home runs. Career stats, Judd leading with 164 hits. I have 134 hits. Listeners, 113, and Declan, 55 career hits. Judd, myself, and the listeners all tie with 12 career home runs, and Declan with four career home runs. He hasn't been participating uh, nearly as long. So, boys, let's dive into it here. Write it down. You like writing things down. Let's get Matt on the show. He's the guest listener predictor this week. Matt, this is, what, your second time joining the show, taking swings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, what happened the first time and what's your strategy now? What have you What have you learned now? You've got some experience under your belt.
0: Well, my first time I was really excited, of course, because it's fun. So then just <laughs> instinctually, I swung for the fences on all three and I missed on all three. In fact, I thought my last one came off the board this week, but uh, yeah, I missed on all three. So I'm going to be a little bit more strategic, a little bit more conservative this time. Try to get that average up. All right. I like it. So no uh, we're going to go fun. around the room.
1: It's business now for Matt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. This is a business trip. All right. So we're going to start with Matt and we're going to Judd over to Declan and then back to me three trips around the room. They must be quantifiable. And we frown strongly and aggressively on qualifiers. <laughs> Although technically like at the end of the year, we revisit the rules. We can't change them mid season. So, um, I don't know, do what you want to do, but just know that you'll get frowned upon if you use qualifiers. So go ahead, Matt.
0: Don't be
1: intimidated.
2: All
0: right. <laughs> All right. Write that down. The 2021 NBA Finals MVP will be named Chris.
1: <laughs> oh, coming back strong. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. What's the old phrase? Won't
2: get fooled again. <laughs> Pull me one, shame okay, I'm on. trying to think of. All, are there only two options? So Chris Middleton and Chris Paul. I'm yeah. trying to think if there's any other obscure Chris's coming off the bench for one of these teams. So, so here's. I don't think so. <laughs> all
3: right, I'm gonna I'm gonna help out Matt here, though. I'm gonna help out Matt here. Chris Middleton spells it differently, right? Correct. So, so any spelling, any, any spelling. spelling thank you. Yep. About to say. Yes. Just, well, but yeah, saying, we
1: can't assume that. So yeah, he's got, he's yeah, got I mean, I'm
3: just looking out for the committee. I'm just looking out for everyone who comes in. No, the DMs, Matt's, Matt has sure. come,
1: Matt has come to throw grenades in to write that down. And I love him for
3: it. <laughs> okay. I'm just looking. <laughs> out. Write that down. All right. Over to Judd. All
1: right. I will remain on the NBA thread. Write this down. The Suns will beat the Bucks in six games. So the, the Suns won. Game one last night, I think the Bucs will win a couple games. It will go six and Phoenix will win the NBA title yeah. against the Bucs.
2: Man. Boy, the Bucks just look rough early in these series. They just Like that Nets series, they got yeah. lucky there too because the Nets had a bunch of injuries. Yep. I don't know. And Mike Buddenholzer just kind of feels like... So all the Bucs fans, I follow a bunch of them. Like Rami is one of them. You, say, I don't they, know if you guys saw Rami just shirtless yes, at some bar was, in Milwaukee over yeah, the weekend. Not okay.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. In fact, we got a tweet saying Mackie and judge should do that too. And I tweeted back. No. You never want to see a shirtless. No.
2: Maybe me, no. but that's it. Oh, no. you'd be,
1: yeah, you'd be fine. You're thin.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if anyone needs to see any of a shirtless, but, but like the bucks <laughs> hate Mike Budenholzer with a fiery passion. I think they're, I think like they definitely want the bucks to win a championship, but they equally want to be able to blame and scapegoat Mike Budenholzer for if they don't win the championship, why do they hire him? him and bring somebody else in Just
1: because he makes weird moves sometimes. He doesn't make any moves.
2: Yeah, he's weird. Like he just there's yeah. no adjustments.
1: Okay, but they are like, the finals. Like wa-
2: wa- watch the Bucks throughout any series. There's barely the only adjustment they made was Giannis hyper extending his knee and like having him out of the game. So write that down. Anyways. All right, Declan, your first prediction. All right.
3: I will say Nelson Cruz and Andreton Simmons will be traded at the deadline. I'm just going to combine those two. Nelson Cruz and Andreton Simmons in one prediction will be traded at the deadline.
2: Hmm. So if one of them is trying to is decide traded, how, how, how picky I want to. If one be of those is traded word, with the word with the word at, will be traded by the
3: deadline. Thank you, Phil. By the deadline. By well, I, I deadline. feel
2: like if it was at the deadline, well, then, then we'd specific. have. Is it like within five minutes of the deadline? Right. Yeah. No. By the if deadline. if they got traded today, would it not yep. count because it's not at the deadline? <sighs> Correct. By the deadline. Thank Where you you go, I'm Phil? Just here to help. Hey, I helped you know, out Matt. I helped
1: out Matt. Yeah. You know what? What's going on here?
2: I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking out. Jordan I'm, and I'm, I'm looking and out then for. Then you got,
1: you got, you guys are the, you know, nice teammates. You go patting the opponent on the ass. What's going on here? This used well, my to be first a competitive thought, forum.
2: My first thought was, okay, could this be a gotcha? And if it, if it is a gotcha, then I'll keep my mouth shut. But then I thought about it, and I was like, I don't know. I, like the word "at" is so vague. Like if they got traded next week, Declan would still have a point of like, well, I mean, it's at the dead. It's in July to at the deadline. I'm, it, I'm it helping out the second year fight, player. It would,
1: it would have been fun have him fight that fight. Like I, I had to fight my uh, my nebulous prediction I made about Byron Bucks.
2: And your nebulous prediction on was it was it Purple Daily write that down about uh, Daniel Hunter getting a new contract or not?
1: Yeah, and I still your, in, I'm still in your fighting fight with us. That. Like
2: it's not a new contract, it, you, and then you started to explain it as. His old contract got restructured. Right, okay, so, it's, so it's still if,
1: the same old contract.
2: I've told you this. It's, the same but if contract. It's an old, if it's an old contract, it's a past contract. Right. They, no, they, oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> keep going. No, just <laughs> go. keep going. I, like we've no, litigated I this cut Bucks myself off. Bad.
1: I cut myself off. Uh,
2: all right, Ooh. write this down. I've seen enough. I've seen enough. The Suns will sweep the Bucks clean in four games in the NBA Finals. I just don't I I think the I think the Suns the, the have better players. DeAndre Ayton is coming into form. They got a better coach. DeAndre hey, Ayton just,
1: is damn good now.
2: Dude, he's ridiculous. Yeah. They have their own big three and it, and, and two of them were just cultivated from within. Then they added added Chris Paul as the third. Write that down. All right, back over to Matt, your second prediction.
0: All right. This is a kind of a second swing at one of my misses from before, but the 2022. 2020- Two NBA finals will not be played by the Clippers, Hawks, Suns, or Bucks.
2: Oh, so you okay? I was going through trying to find this. So you had this almost this exact prediction before this season, right? I did, yeah. And then did, did the, were the Bucks included? <laughs> yeah, I included the Bucks. So Oof. that prediction still alive? Well, no, because they made the NBA finals. Oh, I got you. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, we t- we took it off the board. So go go through those teams again. The, uh, it's the four teams that made the conference finals. So the Clippers, Hawks, Suns, and Bucks. Okay. Will not make the NBA finals next okay. year.
2: So much parody in the NBA, just yeah. all the time, right? Just yeah. all. It's the league of parody, really, historically. It's- Write it down. You like
3: writing <laughs> things down.
2: <laughs> I think I saw something where, like, this is the first NBA finals since, like, 2000 something, like, 17 years that didn't include LeBron, Kobe, or Steph Curry. Just. Just amazing. And I kind of like it. It's kind of fun once in a while. Just not, you know, I don't need random teams every year like the NHL has sometimes, but um, yeah, sometimes a, a little a, random season's fun. got to take a jab at
1: hockey, don't you?
2: Well, like the Montreal Canadiens. Like, the Montreal
1: Canadiens are one of the great heritage no franchises. No.
2: What are you talking about? No one about? cares. Yes, no they one do
1: cares. the, Habs, the Le no, Guy Lafleur? Nobody
2: cares.
1: Yvonne Cornway?
2: <laughs> God.
1: Kenny Dryden? <laughs>
2: Uh, Where are we back to Judd here? Yeah. Your second prediction? Yeah, write this down.
1: Jose Barrios will not be dealt by the Twins before the trade deadline. Wow. Jose Barrios will not be traded by the Twins before the trade deadline. Okay.
2: I don't know. I can't remember if we did this already, but I saw something on MLB.com. John Morosi saying, I could see the Yankees making a major bid for Barrios. They, that might have made a reckless speculation last week. That is correct.
1: And they ain't doing it. Yeah. They're They're not good enough. That's the that's true. He, like he I think the Blue Jays them. are
2: more likely to do it than yes. the Yankees are. I think
1: the Yankees, the Yankees are, or Mets. I think the Yankees are dead. Mm-hmm. The or Yankees Mets. are not good. Like that's that's their their reality. They're in as bad a shape or worse than the Twins right now.
2: Yeah, it's rough. Write this down. It's rough. All right, write this down.
3: No, okay, you're skipping me. That's
2: fine. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry go ahead, <laughs> my bad. Go ahead, um, Bryson and yeah. I oh, screw goodness. this up at least once a yeah. week. You're right. good. Uh, uh, all
3: right, the phrasing on this is important for this uh, prediction. Speaking of phrasing, the Twins will obtain at least two prospects who were top ten prospects from the opposing organization. Kay. Does that make sense? Yes. So they were top ten prospects so in a the trade other team's like, organization, like within. When? So how from them this year? From 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 this year? Okay. So if they slide into the Twins pipeline, if they're 11 and 9, but they were, you know, yes. 8 and 7 from the other teams, this counts. Does this make sense?
2: So they, so they have to be top 10 from the opposing, opposing team's pipeline.
3: Correct. Yeah.
2: According to, and since um, you used the word yep. pipeline, MLB.com pipeline rankings. Yeah. Because ML- they, update theirs, yeah, they update theirs all the time. Yep. Okay. From MLB.com. Okay. I like it. You know what? Write this down. I'm going to challenge myself with this next one. Next week, write this down. Okay. I will not screw up the order of the predictions. No, no, no I don't think you can do no, this. You're, no. I think someone else Why? can make this prediction. Yeah. I screw it up every
3: week. I don't think you can make this but prediction. But you're going to
2: remember
1: that you made this prediction because it's in your notes, yeah, and you're going to look at it, and yeah. you're going to be ultra
3: careful. That is correct. No. You're probably fixing still a match here. Screw it up. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> That's you're,
1: like saying, I will drink <laughs> seven beers on Friday. <laughs> That's not hard for me to fulfill.
2: You'll forget after five and pass out. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. I'll go just this keep one, pouring so.
1: them
3: down my throat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> just just open my mouth and Water pour foam.
1: the beers down Water. my throat. <laughs>
2: when, I got to get to seven. Drop me up a little bit. I got to get up to seven. A bit. <laughs> all right. Write this down. So I love the match. I think Phil Mickelson is a genius for creating this concept. It all started with him versus Tiger Woods back in the day. Um, I think he's sick of getting like he's he's been taking some lumps in these things and did not play very well yesterday and got beat by Bryson DeShambo and Aaron Rodgers. Write this down. Phil Mickelson. Sometime, I'm going to say that cuz I think there's going to be another match later this year. Phil Mickelson will summon Tony Romo to be his teammate oh. before the end of the calendar year. Write it down. I love for it. for some sort of iteration of the match. He's done he's going to be done messing around with like Tom Brady's fun and he's a decent golfer but he's going to bring in the real ringer in Tony Romo so that he can reign I mean, supreme and CBS will object But isn't CBS and turner aren't they I mean they have partnerships They might but Or or, or would CBS just be afraid that Romo's going to pull a vocal cord muscle or yeah, something Yeah exactly knock him out Okay They'd have to they'd have to probably pick a uh, like a Saturday or something Write this down So Let all right it. All right, now we're uh, now we're back to Matt here.
0: Your final prediction. All right, this one's for Declan and Judd. The Stanley Cup final will go seven games. Wow. And if you oh, ask me, me why, because hockey. And that's all I know. I think that's a, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That yes. that's a home run. Yes. Yes, that is absolutely a home run. It was 3-0, yes.
3: it's 3-1 now, but yeah, no. that's
0: yeah, a home run. I think so
3: yeah, I mean, you're
2: basically saying they're going to win back-to-back games. I think it's still a home run if it goes seven games. Mm-hmm. Has yeah. that ever happened in the Stanley Cup finals? Where they were the, a team down 3-0 is forced to game 7? I would have to look. Uh, it's going to be so I deflating think, when you're down 3-0. I
3: think the Kings did that in 2012 in one of their rounds when they won the Cup. I think they were down 3-0 and won four straight. I think so. Okay. I they did in the run. playoffs,
1: but I don't recall. Yeah. I, don't thought, I didn't think that they did in I the Cup. So. But anyway, that is a home run. That's impressive.
2: Love it. Matt, coming on here, you're a veteran now. Write that down. Since you've got this life-changing platform once again, who in your life would you like to thank that brought you back here?
0: Well, actually, I want to thank the NBA offseason. Who would have guessed that you guys could have gotten so much awesome content out of Timberwolves trade speculation? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it great? It's been great.
2: God bless America. And, and, and I think we know from, from one group to another here, uh, those who partake in the reckless speculation lifestyle. Uh, we need some sort of like a sign or a handshake, so that when we see each other in public, you know, I know that guy recklessly. It's a speculates. knowing nod. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a knowing. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a knowing nod because those who don't mm-hmm.
2: are obvious. Yeah, yeah. You either uh, you either recklessly speculate or you don't. Write that down. All right, Matt. Thanks for coming on, man. Great right. predictions. See you, Matt. All right, back to Judd here. Final trip around the room.
1: Shohei Ohtani will homer for the American League. In the All Star Game, Shohei Ohtani will homer for the American League in this year's All Star Game. Okay,
2: so the only question here would be: Is that a home run? I think predicting someone hitting a home run in a game of any kind is a home run. Yes,
3: yeah.
1: Even yeah, even at bats, even it's going to be limited at bats. I mean, I'm probably I'm probably going to be wrong, but
3: no, I think it's a home
1: yeah. run. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, agreed. even he is is hitting. He's only hitting home runs every other game, right? So yeah. it's. Um, all right, Declan, your final prediction.
3: All right. I know I made Phil I accountable for Bachelor predictions, and now I'm just bringing out a bunch of Bachelor predictions and Bachelorette predictions. Uh, so I will say that Trey will be announced as the next Bachelor. So Trey is on the season right now of the Bachelorette. Yeah, dude, I, I love thi- Trey. I think Trey is going to be the next Bachelor whenever they announce it.
2: Big fan of Trey.
3: I, I think he's Big a fan for it.
2: I think he got a little he got a little I, caught in the drama yeah. a week or two ago. I don't you, you start you start you start thinking about the other guys yeah. in the house a little bit too much, get psyched out, you got you know you can't play that game.
3: I don't think he wins or goes very far in this season with Katie, but I do think he wins he is the next bachelor. I do think so. Yeah.
2: I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. All right, final prediction. Write that down. So, I think by the time we convene for next week's Write That Down, the Twins will have made a trade of some kind. So, write this down. The Twins will have made a trade of some kind before the start of Write That Down next Wednesday. And there you have it. Those are predictions that are almost certainly sure to go wrong. Judd Zolgab with uh, a commanding two season lead on the batting average race and in the home run race. And uh, again, if you want to participate, you want to be part of the segment, send us a note through the Score North app. Just click on that feedback link at the bottom of the homepage of the Scorn app. And uh, these predictions, powered in part by Federated Mutual Insurance Company, Federated has been supporting business owners with risk management tools and resources, human expertise, uh, and also uh, data expertise as well. They blend the best parts of a baseball front office, really, at Federated. And you can find out a full list of all the industries Federated protects, and you can find out more about uh, just the people that that drive that business for over 100 years based in Oatana at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect Write this down. All right, boys. Good session. That's a wrap on today's Mackie and Judd. Don't forget Daily Vikings Entertainment as well on our other daily show, Purple Daily. And thanks to everyone who has clicked subscribe on our two YouTube channels, Score North MN and Purple Daily Podcast. We'll see you guys for some reckless speculation Thursday action tomorrow on the show.